0: More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting.
0: Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your adventures will be fun. If you train me, I won't jump on. If you train me, I will stay close. If you train me, I will body outside. If you train me, I will listen. If you train me, I won't eat your stuff. If you train me, we'll be best friends. Hey, everybody, it is Michael J. Solar, and welcome to dog talk. I am super excited to be once again, your host here at dog talk. And this episode is brought to you by dog university, a blue line canine company of online. And this is really exciting because you can check out more information at bluelinek-9.com if you guys are interested in getting more information on dog training. Easily go to bluelinek9.com. So thank you all for tuning in tonight. So tonight we have a guest. His name is Doggy Dan. I'm pumped up to have him on the show. Uh, I actually got to meet him last week. We chit-chatted for a while. We hit it off. He's actually joining us from the future uh, and I'll fill this in in a second, but I love making that joke. But he's technically in the future from where we are now. Doggy Dan is the author of What Dogs Taught Me About Being a Parent. He is also the founder of the Online Dog Trainer and the Dog Trainer Academy. So uh, without any further ado, let me bring you Doggy Dan. Doggy Dan, welcome to Dog Talk. Woof, woof. Hey man, it is awesome to have you here. I just let everybody know you are talking to us from the future, right? So, uh, tell us what time it is right now uh, where you are.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good to be back from the future. Um, (laughs) It's it's Wednesday, and it is eleven o'clock in the morning here. So, yeah, for a lot of your listeners or viewers, I
0: am what is it? I'm a, a a few hours behind and a day ahead. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I think it's it's pretty neat that you're there. So, uh, you know, again, this is what's awesome about Dog Talk, ladies and gentlemen. It's because of you guys. We now have Doggy Dan, who's literally calling. Uh, he's on our show from a completely different country because of you guys. And that's what's awesome, because now we're creating a community that's going international to bring you the information you need to know. Now, Doggy Dan uh, wrote the book, What My, uh, What the Dogs Taught Me About Being a Parent. So I really want to just dive Right into your book, because that is a subject that I think comes up so often. And um, for me personally, when I teach people about dog training, I a lot of times relate it to being a parent and how they learn. So what got you to I guess, what was your what was the first things that went through your mind when writing a book uh, like that?
1: In a way, it started off as a joke. You know, we always jokingly say it's like being a parent. It's just like with kids, same as with kids. And so, my wife and I, we joked about it a lot, and and I really started spotting a lot of similarities. Some of them were very, very small, such as you know, you know, it's like training a child. They they teach you maybe take the child to the potty and or whatever they call it in America. I want to make yeah, sure party, I'm getting party. the right words. Party, party. <laughs> so and. <laughs> potty, 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 yeah. and you say that give the give the child a little treat or something when they've done a, You know, same as with puppy training. And I thought, well, there's a little similarity, but then there were some much bigger similarities, such as you know you'd have these dog owners who'd kind of blame the dog, like blame the I've got a like I've got a faulty one, and it was like whoa 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 whoa. Maybe if you changed what you were doing, your puppy, your dog would change, and then you'd look at some. Parenting styles. Oh, he's just a bad kid. It's like, well, maybe he's not just a bad kid. Maybe if you change some of the stuff you're doing, so it was taking ownership for um, how our how our beloved puppies and dogs and children developed, and um, and so we joked about it, but we didn't actually have any children to test the theory out on. <laughs> so I wrote the book, kind of hoping. I think we had children, were probably. I think the children, sorry, were they were about three, four. I'm trying to remember now as, uh, but yeah, three or four years old, but you know, they hadn't got to that 10, 11, 12 years old. So I couldn't really say here's the living proof, but I wrote the book and as the children grew up, I thought, yep, yeah, it was absolutely, it was on the mark, you know, the stuff
0: that I wrote in the book, uh, yeah, it was, a little yeah, kind of- it's funny you bring it up. Cause I always say like, for example, everybody goes towards the reward, right? So when you think about it, connecting the dogs to, to, to being a parent. Uh, so being a dog trainer, being a parent, it, it's, it, you know, I always found that people always find it like to be like as a joke or an insult when you're like, Oh, do you train your kids? Like you train your dogs, right? That's some questions that have been asked. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the answer is yes. Like, absolutely. I do. Because at the end of the day, the answer is not that my dogs are kids or my, my kids or my dogs or whatever, but it's the point of psychology, right? It's putting yeah. the knowledge and, and understanding in understanding the one category and realizing it's not about correction, but it's about direction and reward. So if we really emphasize and putting things in perspective, right? Like it's not about the tools you're using or constantly yelling and things like that at the dogs uh, or your kids, but it's actually about showing them what you want and giving them the rewards. So in your perspective, when you are putting this together and you were putting your dog training programs together, uh, what do you think about the the thought process? Like, I like to tell people it's knowing what you want at the end uh, is more important than trying to figure out the beginning because when you know it, you can work the problem backwards. Yeah. Where, where do you find yourself into that category of it?
1: I mean, look, just, just taking that thing you've said there, it, you know, and the way you can apply that with children and with dogs is a great example of the book. I mean, I don't think I've put that part in there but yeah where but where your energy you know where your energy goes where where your focus goes i forgot the line now where your focus goes your energy flows or the other way around and um and so i i totally get what you're saying what was your question sorry i'll be honest i've completely forgotten
0: <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, let's have a to no, Be it's, honest it's for it's once. Your perspective of putting it all together, right? Like you've been doing this for a few years now, working with different people, especially coming okay. from the the avenue of writing a book about becoming, uh you know, what what your dogs taught you to okay. be a better parent. But now you also have an online dog training program for people that are looking to do it on your own or a dog training academy. Okay. Okay. Is it you found that you put the perspectives together more when you know what you want at the end and work your way backwards uh, to lay it all out for the people? Or do you find it was solve problem solving was the was the way that you took the approach with your online courses?
1: So for me, the most important thing, I'm not sure if this will answer your question, but I'll do my best and just direct me in. Where, where, where. Yeah, we'll try. We'll try. For me, the most important thing was actually recognizing that as we talked about reward or um, corrections, for me, it was actually recognizing how important energy was. That's the bit that actually blew me away. Okay. That the dogs I realized are so sensitive our our energy. And, and so if we could get, if we can get that bit right, And we can keep checking in with how we're doing things, whether it's a correction or whether it's a reward or whether it's where our focus is. You know, if you're frustrated, you're not really, as you said, you're not focusing on where you want the dog to be. But if you're kind of focused because you're calm on where you want the dog to do, it's amazing how quickly the dogs can pick up on it.
0: So what? So yeah. So it's slightly off my question. My question was more or less like laying out your your lesson plans. Right? Do you find out what you want in the end, and then build your lesson plan backwards towards the beginning and know where you're starting. And, and you went into the, how you're going to do it. Right. So like okay, with with the online courses, right. Yeah. If someone's looking to become a dog trainer, should they be starting with the online dog training Academy to learn how to train their dog first and then become a trainer? Or do you,
1: here's my, here's my suggestion. And sorry, I, I'll, I'll be very honest. I I didn't understand your question. I was trying to avoid that. I'll I'll let it go if if you're looking at becoming a dog trainer and you, you're curious I would and, and this is not yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move you away from the, the high ticket price and push you down to the low one I'd start at the online dog trainer and here's why first of all I may sound like a salesman but I'll be honest currently it's a one dollar trial to check out my entire program for three days and so I mean it speaks for itself. You yeah. will know very quickly whether this is what you've been looking for. I don't want to say your whole life, but if, you, if you're if you a dog trainer even or a dog lover or, or you're getting a new puppy and you're going, I just feel like there's still something missing. And the best example I can give is it, it feels like there's a lack of connection between you and your puppy or you and your dog. Or it feels like you're constantly swimming upstream against your 18-month-old dog then the online dog trainer is where you'll go and you'll go, oh my gosh, this makes total sense. How come nobody shared this with me? How come nobody told me this? And I'm not exaggerating there. That's that's the yeah. most common thing. And that's what sets it apart, to be honest, from a lot of other training methods, which are more correction or um, correct me if that's in the road right or that focuses by saying, don't do that, or it uses treats. This is actually not so much about training. It's about that connection. And so I think that's the place to start. And then if you like it, great. And if you don't, then that's all, that's all good. Now
0: now you led right into the next point, which is understanding your philosophies. Now you, you brought up that you use energy, um, as your main focus of training, your dog is building the relationship, the bond through the energy. Right? So Mm. that really is what we, we, you and I have talked about. It's what, you know, you're, you're mentioning it now is that it's about connecting through the energy. So it's not about the tree. It's not about saying no. It's not about utilizing tools. So can we dive a little bit deeper in what you're talking about with with energy? Are you talking about your physical touch of energy? Or you? what else are you – what were you really referring to at that point in time? So maybe I'll give an now. example. I'm trumping you.
1: Bam. No, <laughs> this, is, this is the stuff I love. So I'm trying to think of all the examples I could give here's a here's a here's a real life example that happened yesterday so my wife works with people um helping them through um she's she's a qualified physiotherapist and she can also kind of help people deal with more kind of mental issues or stress related issues and she can talk that through with them so what was fascinating was we have a a very powerful dog um named jack and this lady kind of and jack's like the king and he's the best gauge of people's energy so if you're trying to suck energy off jack and if you all your if your energy is t o o anything if it's too excitable if it's too much if you're too trying to be too dominant or if you're too loud or he will pick it up and kind of he likes that. He's trying to get people to be steady and balanced, and then you can kind of come into his presence and pat him. And so this lady kind of went over to try and pat him, and he just, he just,
0: it's like, ooh. <laughs> but.
1: After her session, and and Jack is not a people lover. He doesn't need people. He doesn't want to be with people really. You have to really earn his his affection. He doesn't go up for a pat and a cuddle off people, but he did with this lady and he walked over to her and he leant into her and he put his head kind of on her lap. Now, my wife, Jenny said, the lady didn't even get it because she doesn't know the dog, but this is the king. This is effectively the king putting his arm around you at the end of your session and saying, well done. Well done, my child. You, you've you done well. You've calmed down and you, you've you been graced with my presence. So I don't know if that's a bit off the deep end, but I know this dog. This dog, yeah. it means business. So what he picked up on is at the start of the session, she was so frantic and energetically unwired and ungrounded, nervous energy. She invaded his space and he just said, no, you stay well away. And then at the end of the session, he actually wanted to say, yeah, this is good. You've done
0: really well. You're calm. So. And it's so it's neat how you, how you brought that up you're talking about how the the female was extremely frantic when the when the session started. now a lot of times I've, I have found and, and I'm sure you have too with past clients that when they're working their dog, they're high energy they're trying to get things done they're almost pushy with it right like they're not giving time for the dog to learn and mm. just absorb the energy of the room and absorb what's going on um, I like to call it, Non-interactive versus interactive training, right? So interactive, and I'll, and I'll give you the definitions. You tell me if this is flowing with you here. Interactive training is like you're where you have your treat or you have your leash, and you're you're teaching your sit down, come, right? You're actually teaching a full-fledged command. And then you have your non-interactive training. It's where your your presence is there. You're living your life, and you're showing the dog what you really want. Like so, for example, um, I want you to be cool, calm, and collective in the room, right? So in that turn, if you're cool, calming collective. I'm cool, calming collective and reward will come. If the dog wants a pat or a pet or a treat, you can, you can give them to them through non-interactive, meaning don't make a big deal out of it, but go over to them, ease into it. So you're not skyrocketing right now. Is that what you're referring to a lot of times when it comes to balance energy is making sure that you don't over any, you know, overreact when the dog's yeah, ab- absolutely.
1: So the words I use is kind of um I call it the dog calming code is my foundational program. Okay. And the dog calming code is the way you communicate with the dog, sort of, hey, hey, buddy, I got this sorted. I'm in charge here. I'll make the decisions. You chill out and relax. And it's predominantly done by non interactive training.
0: And so, okay, so, so I, yeah. Okay, good. I like it. So we it, had talked about not utilizing Your common, your common normal, your normal tools of the trade, right? So you're not a major fan of using the clickers and the the treats and slip collars and things like that. You're all at the physical avenue of the person. Is that that right? So,
1: so much of what I do is really about owner education in that non-interactive state, and getting that bit right so that the dog connects with them, bonds with them. And what I found is, and it's no exaggeration, if you just get that bit right, I found about 70, 80 percent of the problems disappear. Which yeah. for me is just like it's unbelievable.
0: You're gonna have because to dive without, a little bit deeper.
1: You're gonna to have to sure without touching a dog, though, we're talking 70, 80 yeah. percent of dogs. You can connect with them, they go, You're you're in charge, I'll listen to you, show me what to do. So, and and I just want to pre pre um kind of pre frame this that. I'll, I'm happy to share some stuff, but I want it to be on the understanding that the devil is in the detail. You get the detail wrong and we ain't going into the detail because it's too there's too it's much too to go you know, through. It. But I'll give you an idea. But the danger is you go, oh yeah, I kind of got this. Because th- 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 my analogy is this. It's a bit like a game of chess. If I can share with you how to play chess, you pawn moves forward two and, then, you, know, and you go, oh yeah, I think I've got it. But I haven't shared the other half of the rules and you're going to get wiped out because you think you know what you're doing, but the other guy knows more. And if the other person knows more, You'll never win. It's like that with your dog. What I'm sharing with you in the dog calming code is effectively the dog's instinct and intuition. This is the stuff the dog knows intuitively, and then and some of them know a lot, lot more than I'm just going to share here. So this dog calming code, how you connect with your dog, it's some very basic stuff. But the the first thing I will share with people is is food is the most important thing out there. It's like money to people it's what keeps the dog alive dogs haven't forgotten this food keeps them alive they know that and so just like you know money kind of makes the world go around for humans we have to kind of take control of that food because if you leave the dog in control of the food they go okay so i'm so important i'm in charge and it all goes wrong now first thing that happens is people go oh my dog's not not food motivated What do you mean? Oh, he never eats his food. No, 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 no. That's that's chances are that's the dog saying, I'll eat when I want to eat. And they graze us. Yeah. And I could write a book just on that topic of dog food and the tricks I've seen dogs do. So I've seen a dog where the lady says, oh, he always eats all his food because at the end of the meal, if the dog hasn't eaten it, you want to pick the bowl up. So the lady said he always eats his food. So I watched this. It was a whippet cross pit bull. And the whip of crust pickles eating all his food. And she goes, he always eats. I said, he eats everything? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked in his bowl. I said, is he finished? She goes, yep, I looked in the bowl. There's one biscuit. I said, hmm, because he was eating kibble. I said, oh, there's one biscuit left. She goes, oh, he always leaves one biscuit. Ah-ha, uh-huh. ah-ha. Uh-huh. I said, always. She said, he always will leave one biscuit till the next meal. I said, why do you think he does that? She said, oh, I think he just can't smell it or he's full. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm pretty quick at going, can't smell it? Hang on, it's a dog. You tell me yeah. the dog couldn't smell a, a kibble in a bowl? No, nah, that doesn't. And he's full? It's a random scoop of kibble. What, you always happen to give him just one too many biscuits. <laughs> or the third option, the third option is, you know how these British people, and I'm British, I'm not being rude, but we always leave a little bit of food on the side of our plate. <laughs> you know or if you're very posh you go maybe he was doing that no 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 he was playing with the food and that's how subtle it is when you understand these dogs will leave a bit of food just to prove that they've got food they can go back to later that's why they're burying bones that's why they shove a you know raw hide under the city and when you start to control the food oh boy everything changes in fact i'll go as far as to say this if you've got dog food down on the ground, including bones, there's some dogs who you can forget all the training in the world. They, they are like, no way should I be listening to you because I control the food. And so this does take me to the next stage. That is where I get very upset when that is not covered off properly. And you have a yeah. king dog who says, I'm a dog and I'm the king. And as long as I've got food in the house, as long as I am controlling the food, you will not tell me what to do. And if we don't get that basic understanding in place, and then we go, "Oh, you will, you will obey me," that's for me where the lack of understanding of the instinct and the intuition of the animal we're dealing with, and it, 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 it you know, to make the dog, is I feel like we sometimes we haven't understood the dog, so. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm coming from with, and that's just the start of the
0: dog yeah, Code. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's a very long. I I have a very short winded way of saying all that, which is uh, <laughs> you're saying it's long winded. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very, very detail oriented. No, no, uh, it's way. good. Uh, the short winded way is, uh, is, who controls the world. <laughs> who was that? Say that again. Who tr- who? Food controls the world. So he yeah. who controls the food controls the world. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah in in this in this story you're saying how the dog is leaving a biscuit it's taking the control feature essentially away from the mom because even though the dog is sort of leaving one there the dog is literally saying i'm still in control you're still going to take the one back you're going to give me back the next on uh, the next section you're going to give me this uh this if you give me a bone if you give me a treat you do these things the dog is dictating the resource and the reward right so the dog is in complete control and you as the owner you know, from all my knowledge, and you you may may or may not agree. Well, let's see here. So my thought is that all resources should be completely controlled by the owner. Toys, food, treats, biscuits, anything should be controlled by the owner. That way, you don't have to uh, be negative to your dog. You should you are showing control, showing the dog that they have to earn and work for you. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you agree? Disagree with that?
1: Yeah, I I definitely have. Um drawn a line in the sand almost between food and resources, because whilst there are some dogs for sure that would prefer to have their ball than yeah. a meat steak, they're pretty few and far between. And and so for me, that food is like, it's, it's gold and it's money for a human compared to almost everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, And, and so, yes, yeah, the, the, generally speaking, I'd agree with you. Yeah. It, it feels like control the resources that said i also have a kind of a caveat that if you have a perfectly behaved dog who just loves playing with his ball and his frisbee and somebody says oh is it okay he plays with this frisbee any more every morning and he he's perfectly behaved we've got no behavioral issues do we have to take the frisbee off him and come i'm kind of no yeah no no, no. yeah so yeah it's, yeah it's i don't want to be misunderstood that the poor dog's lying in a garden with <laughs> <Yeah>. no toys <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's sitting there lonely. He's like what did I do wrong in my life? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Uh, you yeah. were so well behaved that we took everything away. No. It's it's the it's I think I agree. Yeah. How often do as a professional dog trainer, you typically never get the phone call from the person saying, my dog is perfect and I don't need your help. Typically, if you're getting the phone call, it's because the dog is uh, showing some sort of unwanted behavior. There's some sort of route of, of those things. And that's where a lot of times people try to solve uh, on their own. Right. So and, and that's where we come with the tip of controlling the resource, controlling those points. Right. Mm. Uh, it, it's. now uh, I just had a major brain fart. Now I just forgot where I was going. It's catching. It's catching, yeah, I tell you. Yeah, it's, it's it's it got me on that one there. So when we think about like the resources of, of the dogs and and showing, oh, that's what it was going on your on the bed, right? So here's a big one that hits the industry huge right now, right? Is dogs sleeping in their owners' beds, right? Now this is this comes up a lot, in my opinion. Uh especially to me, it comes up a lot. And and almost where most owners are literally embarrassed or scared. To even tell me that they allow the dog to sleep in the bed so without me saying my opinion where's your opinion on dogs sleeping in their owner's bed okay
1: well let me tell you another little story i'll try and keep this one short but a lady rang me the lady rings me and she goes um oh we got a problem i said what's the problem." she said well me and my husband were sleeping in bed at night and um the dog who sleeps sleeps in the bed sleeps on my, my husband's head on the pillow and it's only a dash and little dash and and he barks he barks at two or three o'clock in the morning every night, and then he'll bark and bark, and he's keeping us awake, and it's a nightmare. We can't sleep, and we just can't have this. And she went on, and I said, I said, shall I tell you the real problem you've got? She said, what? The real problem is your husband has a dog on his head
0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at
1: luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary, void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She said, sorry, I don't understand. I said, your husband is sleeping with a dog on his head. That's the real problem. She said, Oh, why do you think that's got and it's like <laughs> this I agree. This is how far we've come that it's we don't even see the problem with having a dog sleeping on our head. <laughs> it's it's a, It was a dashing, So I can see. Yeah, you could get away with it. Dog sleeping on the husband. Imagine it was a German shepherd. <laughs> or imagine it was your kind of 13-year-old son going, "Dad, I'm just going to lie here, mate." <laughs> I mean, I've had I mean <laughs> And we've seen it. We have it with dogs who go, I want to eat my food. There's people who have told me the, the dog likes to eat their food off the bowl, resting on the husband's chest. Or it needs to sit on the husband's lap. It's like, talk about waving it in your face. Yeah. Imagine you sit there with a you know big meaty steak in front of you, kind of waving it around. This is mine. It's not yours. It's mine. So anyway, I explained to the lady that that was possibly connected to the issue. And she kind of agreed that maybe it was. And yeah so look so that was a kind of story saying it is a it's a funny situation we end up in the long and short of it is the dog knows the bed is kind of similar to the throne very important place in the house and it's definitely part of if you want to make sure the dog listens to you knows you're in charge then getting them out of the bed is is definitely a stage it's not the most important thing but it's a big part if you and if you're really struggling so I would say if you've got a little if you if you're an elderly person and maybe your partner's passed away and you've got a little fluffy white dog and there's not really any issues I'm not saying I'm not going to turn up and say you got to get that dog out of that bed because there's so much other stuff we can do that usually sorts the problem out however if you have a seriously powerful beast of a dog that the consequences of this going wrong are so serious and you've got children involved then we really need to go. We need to do everything possible. Everything that can possibly be done needs to be done, and that does include moving the dog out of the bed. So that's – that's I'm a, I try to be flexible because I know how much people love cuddling their dogs in the bed. And if we can get away with it, if you're cuddling your dog in the bed and there's no problems, again, I'm like, hey, we've got no problems here. We've got a great understanding. Dogs fitting into the human world well, then that's all good with me.
0: I, I would say the only thing for me that I would probably add to it is that I know my suggestion is that not that the dogs need to get out of bed unless there's a major issue, but they do need to come into the bed after you, you, you always have to let the dog know that you're in control, right? So there's a, a a line that I always say to my clients and I'm, I'm really a big advocate on this is that followers look to leaders, leaders don't look to followers and your dog is supposed to be your follower, not your leader. You're there to lead them, guide them, show them, educate them, keep them safe and, and, and do those things. So with your bed, you know, the way I was, I always looked at it was that the dog should go into the bed after you, if you're going to have them. So you should get into your bed. And then if you really are adamant that you want your dog to sleep with you, then invite them on the bed. That way you're still never giving up the ability of control. You're, you're showing them that it's still your bed. As you said, you're, they're thrown, uh, you're right? Like the owner's throne. So that's the mm. It's a it's a good way of looking at it. So,
1: yeah, um, my very similar. My thing would be if you're not able to set your dog off the bed if they look at you and go, Mm-mm, that's problem. That's when I be getting... yeah. I I I did have. Uh, can I share one more story? I just no. Oh, you have plenty up. of time. Come on. I had. Um, I did have a. Um, I had a mate called Neil. I don't know how many were the real words they use in real names. So Neil approached me once. He had an entire male staffie named Moose. And um, Moose was huge. He was a huge English staffie. And uh, Neil said to me, oh, we've got a problem with Moose. I said, what? He says, well, I'm I'm, I'm on the bed. And um, I'm on the edge of the bed. And Moose is in the middle between me and um, we'll call her Sally. <laughs> Change somebody's name. Between me and Sally. And what's happening is he's kind of pushing me and... Um, He's got his back to me. And he's pushing back on me. And I'm hanging on to the duvet, mate. I'm almost, I'm hanging off the bed. Moose is pushing me out the bed. So I kind of try and push back into him, mate, And what he does is he turns around and he just, he just growls. I'm like, okay, so what, what's the question? He says, well, what's happening? Said, I said, what's happening? Neil, this is an entire staffy male who's facing your lady, who's pretty much cuddling your wife. And He's going, mate, you may be paying the mortgage, you may have a ring on your finger, but who are you sleeping with, brother? Is <laughs> he it he's going, you're lucky to be in this bed, brother. Oh, and and, and it was so classic. Neil kind of looked at me and he went, Yeah, hey, he is, a eh? He is. I said, Oh, he's too right. He is. Yeah. He may have four, he may have four legs and be called a dog, but you know, these dogs, they're not stupid. They know yeah. who's male, they know who's female, and he's an entire male dog who's Basically pushing you out the bed, you're yeah. lucky to you're
0: lucky to be hanging on. And <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. He's letting you sleep in the beds, right? Coming yeah, you, yeah, right?
1: yeah. And I said to Neil, he's not he's not facing and cuddling you, is he? He Went, oh no, 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 no. It's not,
0: so it's it's funny how how often we we bring our dogs into our lives, we invite them in, we we make them a part of the family, we put them into these scenarios. And then we, we wonder where we went wrong, right? Like in that case, like, where did you go wrong? Well, you, you went wrong because you forgot to let the dog know that it was your house. You forgot to let the dog know that that you were in control and they're not difficult things that we do, right? Like in your program, you're, you're talking about creating energy and showing the dog the rules of the house, right? Like that is the point of the program. It's to educate yourself on how to live your life and putting the dog into a certain level of rules utilizing a bribery or a force or corrective nature, which I think is, is a really cool thing about the online dog program that you've established is that you're teaching more of a psychological energy driven, uh, also known as like an aura in a sense, but it's body language. It's a communication, uh, like no other, you know, we had a little bit of a conversation later, just prior to here about, uh, a person I knew years ago who I first apprenticed under Peter Bryce. And when he first met me and, and how we both speak English, but he uses certain terms that I didn't make sense to me. And we had, uh, it was a, it was a, it was a really crazy six months. I'm not going to go into the whole conversation, but he was using terms from England that were nothing of the same by definition here. Uh, like asking me for a rubber. And it's the only example I'm going to give in this entire conversation, but he was asking me for a rubber and little did I know that it was actually a pencil eraser. It took me a little while to realize he was asking for a pencil eraser. But that's a common phrase, yeah, in, in, yeah, in and it's yeah.
1: and it is like that with this dog this dog thing <laughs> issue that we have is that we're speaking a certain language, and the dog's interpreting it totally different way. yeah, and so when we can and and the dogs, they can kind of learn our language to a degree. But it's far easier if we're willing to go, I want to learn the dog's language, body language, communication, instinct, intuition. And a lot of it's actually common sense that we've lost. And so becoming a better parent is maybe a better dog trainer. Becoming a better dog trainer is maybe a better parent because I realize so much of it is this energy. And if I can throw in a a real short example is around that whole thing of when the dog barks because there's somebody walking down the street. And we sit there watching telly. We don't move. Dog's barking at the window. We can't even see the dog. And we go, knock it off. And the dog barks again. And we go, knock it off. That's enough. And the dog barks again. And we shout, knock it off. Rover, shut up. Knock it off. Of course, Rover's going, I'm barking as loud as I can. I can't bark <laughs> any louder. And, and you know, from the dog's point of view, the dog's going, what do you want me to do? Well, all the dog hears is, rah, rah, rah. dog goes, rah, rah, rah. So inside the program, the online in the dog and code bit, I share with people a totally radically different way of dealing with the dog barking which is so weird and wonderful but it actually works and what you do is and I'm kind of running through it very briefly you actually stand up go to the window and you don't have to do this forever more it's just a training phase you walk up to the window you have a look outside and you go oh thank you it's all good I walk away do not look at the dog Don't touch the dog. Don't say the dog's name because you're saying, I'm in charge here. Let me check it out. Nothing there. Dog can read your energy. And if you're confident, turn around and walk away. Dog looks at you. And, And this is the beauty of it. What I found after doing this hundreds of times with hundreds of different dogs, so over years and years, I started to notice that after I did that, I'd sit back down. And in people's houses, these aggressive dogs who were protective of the property, who'd been barking the whole time and never relaxed, after I'd done that, They'd, they'd lie down, they'd calm down, and they'd go to bed and sleep in the basket, and people would go, Charlie's lying down. He's fallen asleep. He never does that when it's just us. He'd certainly never do that with a stranger here. But what has happened is I've been able to communicate to this dog, buddy, if you bark because you think there's a problem, I'll come and check it out, and then I'll just go, nah, that's not a problem, walk away. And the beautiful thing was what I noticed is these dogs would walk up to me And a lot of them, after I sat back down, having walked away and said, don't worry, they'd come up and they'd do a little, a tiny little lick on my hand. And I'd be like, I reckon, there's a lot of dogs do that. And over time I started noticing, I could predict it. Dog would do that, they'd come up, little lick, and then they'd lie down and fall asleep. And it was like a little thank you. It was like a salute. It was like, appreciate it, buddy. You've got this covered. And um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from with the communication and how it's radically different, and also how we need to understand what the dog's seeing
0: and yeah, feeling. Yeah, I love it. It was just, it's a actually really good scenario that you used uh, when especially when it comes to talking to the dog about the barking out the window. You know, I mean, here in the States, I guarantee you, it's not just shut up. I guarantee you there's a lot more verbiage coming out with that. I haven't met an American that wouldn't give you a bigger story uh, telling a dog to be quiet. Like there's definitely a lot more cussing and everything that's going to go into play there, Uh, which, you know, is huge to think about when you're communicating to your pet you know, you have to think about where the dog, uh, is perceiving the information, right? So when you put this all into the online dog trainer.com, you, you develop this to breaking it down very easy for people to understand the, the body language that they need to be doing because it's not, a, and this goes back to what we were saying earlier, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's, it's the non-interactive training is actually more important than the interactive training everybody gets this obsession with the command of sit i'm going to make my dog sit for the bowl sit to go outside sit for a treat sit for that sit for this and then the dog knows to just put my butt on the ground and leave it there and i get everything i want which really means the dog's actually taking control because when the dog walks up to you and sits you have to pay them so you've essentially taught the dog how to control you so you're like hey listen dog if i if you want me to work for you, all you have to do is put your butt down and I will go and get you an ice cube. I will get you a biscuit. I will do this and I will do that. And it's it's an ironic part when you move forward, especially when when Doggy Dan here was talking about how you would go to the window, acknowledge the fact that the dog is doing his job. The dog is protecting your home, doing these things. Mm. And now you've said that is not a threat and you walk away. So the dog goes, okay, I'm going to recognize that the UPS guy is not a threat. He's delivering a package and we can move away, right? Now the dog's gonna learn that through their photo memory, through the way they perceive the information. And next time they see the UPS guy, the bark's gonna minimize and it's gonna minimize and it's gonna minimize to the point where the dog's just gonna accept the UPS guy, the, the U.S. postal person, the FedEx guy, the delivery service, whatever it may be, into their normal day because you didn't acknowledge it as a bigger deal, a threat, a problem. But most of the time, you know, we we make a big deal out of the dog barking, the dog not listening. Um, one of my favorite things, and I don't know if you experienced this in your experience uh, as a trainer, but one of my favorite things to talk to people when I when I interview people, when I go to their homes for evaluations and lessons, uh, was one of, the, one of the things that when the dog is laying still and doing nothing wrong, the owners creep through the house to not disturb the dog. Right. So essentially they're ignoring the wanted behavior of the dog being good and resting and just watching television. They'll literally like creep through, like, like tippy-toe through the house to not make any noise to disturb a dog. But when the dog's acting stupid, right? Zoomies flaring around, the owners make a big deal out of it, yelling, cussing, pushing, progging, you, you know, doing everything in in uh to get the dog to stop. And i always tell them like you you want to pay the dog for what you want not what you don't want the, the dog will learn to control the zoomies control the outbursts of energy if you reward those things do, do you experience that too out where you are with and, the, and that miscommunication
1: yeah yeah absolutely and um you know i always joke that nobody is ever and this is true nobody in thousands of thousands of dog owners nobody's ever said to me i wish my dog was we're trying to make him just be a little bit um, more excited <laughs> <laughs> never happens people are always looking for a calmer dog and so that's why my foundation program is called the dog calming code because it really is the code the key the things to do to get your dog to switch off to close down you know my wife often says it's like um it's like on windows how do you close down all these tabs you've got all these tabs open all these programs running all these things happening and then you go through and you shut that, shut that, shut that, shut that. And, and the whole barking at the window is like a whole tab. We just said to the yeah. dog, you don't need to do that. And eventually the dog goes, well, do I need to run up if I hear noises? Not really. And so you shut all this stuff down. And eventually the dog goes, uh, and this is the key bit, of its own, of their own free will, the dog's own free will. The dog says, I just feel in a place where I can relax and switch off because I, I don't feel I have a job to do anymore. It's, it's a bit like if you have a dinner party. It's very hard to switch off at a dinner party if it's your house, you're responsible. So you, you see people, you, you know, they're running around with plates of food and, and wine bottles, more drinks, more nibbles, and everybody's saying, calm down, sit down, relax, come and chat to us. No, 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 no. This is my party. You see them sweeping the kitchen floor and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a party. Put the broom down. No, 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 no. I've got to keep doing something. We well, probably because they don't to want
0: to speak. do it after you leave. They're tired. Is
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that. Maybe. But we, we feel like we have to do something. We have to do something. If we're in charge, we can't just sit down and relax. And it's a bit like that with a doggy. If you can say to the dog, you're not in charge. I got this covered. I know what I'm doing. I control the food. I'll control protecting the property. You switch off. And that's why the dog licked my hand because the dog was saying, "You've have you got this? You got the protection side of things. Whoa, that'd be awesome if I'm able to just have a little bit of a lie down. So I find these dogs do lie down. In fact, I actually had one guy I went to visit him, and his mastiff, it was a um, Tibetan mastiff, you know, these huge, yeah, fiery, red, orangey, yellow, beautiful brown dogs, enormous. And and this thing never switched off. He said it's just go, go, go. Anyway, I put the dog common code in place whilst he was there. It took I you know whatever, half an hour. hour. Dog lies down and Next thing you can see this big chest going up and down and you hear the, I said, he's fallen asleep. He said, no, he wouldn't have fallen asleep. We went up to him. I forget his name. You know, Hugo, 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 Hugo. We went up to him shouting in his ear, Hugo, we could not wake this thing up. i mean it literally dropped into a a trance gone and he'd never seen the dog and you know my heart cracks open when i realise that i have given this dog a life that was was never going to experience and we all know how stressed we are with the world's situation at the minute and it's hard for us to switch off but it's equally hard for a lot of these dogs to switch off when they're given so much responsibility and and so for me Knowing that I've shared with another person how to get their dog to switch off and they see their dog, just it's going to have a good life. The, the owners have understood how to get the dog to switch down, close all the tabs down, and it's going to have a good life. It brings me so much joy. So, yeah, I hear where you're coming from with the, yeah. But maybe I approach it a little bit different. I don't know. It's, but I get you.
0: It's, yeah, I think, I think we're on the same we do. Yeah. I think it sounds like we're, we're lining things up. Slightly different terminology, but I think that might be from where we are. Not really, uh, anything of the, of it, of, of a negativity. I think it's just from different places that we're, we're coming from. Uh, you know, you know, when we talk about the body language of it all and, you know, teaching these things, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, your dog has 24 hours a day to predict you, you know, you, you have your life, you have your, your kids, you have your work, you have your school, you have your, uh, hobbies, your video games, you have everything in the world to entertain you. Your dog only has you. So in a 24-hour period, your dog is literally sitting there going, uh-huh. So then they grab the keys and they leave me, and then I'm going to piss on the rug. And then when they come back, I'm going to get tons of attention because they're going to find a wet spot in the rug. And then they're going to yell at me and scream at me, and we're going to chase around the house, and they're going to you know, roughhouse with me. And I always tell them, like, listen, you got to remember your dog's studying you right? 24 hours a day, your dog is studying you. They don't watch television. They don't read books. They're, they're looking at you. Mm. And if, if you show them what you're looking for, and it sounds like that's what you put together in the online dog trainer, it's, it's, it's teaching the, the, the student, the owner, right? How to learn, how to predict themselves to get the dog to predict the right behaviors that they want. And it sounds like you're teaching them these behaviors to show them these like, Hey, I always tell like another big tip. I always tell people go move your car keys around, go pick, pick them up and don't leave the house shoes on and not leave mm. the house. go walk around the house with the dog leash on this way. You become unpredictable, right? And if you are unpredictable, then your dog can't predict your behaviors. But if you only grab the leash when you're going for a walk, if you only grab your car keys when you're leaving, if you only put your shoes on when you're going out, then your dog's not stupid and knows these things to be triggers. You know, everyone's like, oh, my dog's so smart, knows when I, you know, I spell the W-A-L-K. And I'm like, yeah, because you randomly spell every other word that your dog was able to filter through to see the W-A-L-K. Now you only spell that one. So it's, it's an amazing thing to think about is how your dog is listening to you, but also how how silly we can be in a scenario of not paying attention to ourselves and how predictable we are um, for COVID. Like everybody was on lockdown here and they would not get dressed. Right. And now we're, we're experiencing like a lot of people during the the beginning of COVID it threw the dogs off. They were like, why aren't you leaving? <laughs> right. Like get out. The- like just, just leave because you're, you're messing up the dog's nap time and rest time when you're supposed to be at work. Then what happened was that you people would start going to work and it would throw the dogs off again. Uh, or they work from home and it would throw the dogs off in their pajamas and not their work clothes. And dogs really do pay attention to your outfits. They they know that you're not going to wear, well, most people won't wear the pajama pants and slippers to the store uh, or to work. But, you, I mean, you never know. They're not, they're not stupid. They really are paying attention to every outfit you wear, everything you're doing and it sounds like doggy dan put it all together for you in the OnlineDogTrainer.com. so if you guys are interested in checking it out go to the onlinedogtrainer.com see if it's the right fit for you you might be able to get some quick tips information that you might be looking for or seeking uh and and solve some of your big problems dan thank you so much for joining us man it was it's honestly it was it was a great time having you here i hope to have you back on the show we love uh, to yeah, yeah. it'll be a great time man on the show yeah. we can talk about another one of your your subjects and and things that go on i would actually like to have a big debate i want to actually put together uh, a bunch of different dog trainers and see if we can get them all together uh we had in, introdu- we had interviewed uh, a couple of people before and see if we can have an open dog trainer debate on tactics differences and thought processes but it would have to be all in good fun no hating no arguing but the idea i was i was really thinking about doing this probably uh beginning of 2022 we'd probably do it virtual just because of everything going on obviously and you're not in the united states so you can fly me over
1: you can fly me yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. I'll, i'll come i'll come yeah, as long as it's a good right? hotel, as long as it's a quality hotel, I'll come, Michael. Yeah, it
0: must be the five-star, right? The five-star breakfast <laughs> and all, yeah. So I don't need um, to bring my
1: dogs, yep.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to put something together. I think it would be an awesome time because it's all about education and bringing people mm. together in this community. And, and it's really important to me to to break down the walls and bring in the community here because we're all in it together and we'll, we're never going to learn if we're too busy hating on each other and arguing over who's right. And the truth be told is our tactics all work. And the thing is that we have to be open to the discussion so we can get bigger, better, and helping more people with their animals. And that's what my goal is here with Dog Talk as we continue on. So let me let you go, Dan. And, and I really am so happy that you joined us tonight on Dog Talk. And I do really look forward to having you on again and talking about the Dog Training Academy uh, with you and, and building a a real community here so uh thank you so much and ladies and gentlemen thank you guys for for watching loving liking and sharing and obviously subscribing to our youtube channel blk9tv give us a thumbs up over there and keep pushing this out man because it's all about you guys why this community continues to grow and build and that's what's going to be here it's all about you sharing and liking and subscribing because You guys pushing it out to your friends is what's going to keep this community going and keep the education growing. So thank you guys so, so much. If you guys are interested in getting a little bit of motivation tomorrow morning, please join me on BLK9TV, Facebook and YouTube and get some motivation with some stuck in the truck with me uh, every Wednesday morning at 845. So we'll see you guys all next week.